the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be to simply be with him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Yes, to simply be, to simply be with God. How do we do that? I love doing that. One of the ways we do that is through his word. And when we get into his word and just reflect on it, talk about it, think about it, dive into it, read it. We, we, we're with God. He wrote it to us. His word is a love letter to you. I have a little mini pink suitcase in my attic, and it's filled with love letters from Doyle, from my husband. Is that cute or what? I know Alan was like in the window going, oh, <laughs> I told you I was almost hopeless romantic. So I have a pink I don't know why I have this little mini, I mean, mini pink suitcase, but it has all the letters. When he was in seminary at Gordon-Conwell, we would write letters and back and forth. Very cute. But anyway, God's word is a love letter to you. It is a love letter to you. And we can just simply be with God. And we've been in the book of Ruth. We've been in the book of Ruth for day upon day, but it's worth it, isn't it? It's so fun. We were talking in the previous episode about God's provision in our life, his love for the poor, you know, the gleaning process in the book of Ruth and the harvest process. God wants to provide in your life. God wants to to make up the difference. He is a kinsman redeemer. I don't know what you need, but we know that God has a heart for the needs in our life. His law even made provisions for the poor in Israel. He had a heart. God, God's heart was toward the disadvantage. And let's look at this in Deuteronomy ten eighteen. It says, God defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow. He loves the alien, giving him food and clothing. So look at all the concerns there. If you're fatherless, if you're a widow, if you're a foreigner, if you're an, an alien, if you need food, if you need clothing, God God cares so much for you. He is a provider. And so if any of those are you today, I just pray that you would um, ask the Lord, why don't we do that? Let's just stop right here and ask the Lord right now. God, we come to you and we come to you with all of our needs that you would provide for all the things that we need physically but also in our heart and in our mind, the emotions uh, that to be strengthened, God, that you would come into our life, heal our broken places in our heart. God, we come to you. We look to you for everything. You are our provider, our kinsman redeemer, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, there's something about uh, trusting God. There's something about being quiet before him, patiently surrendering to him. I love Psalm 
uh, 62.1, it says, My soul silently waits for God, and from him comes my salvation. You know, it's kind of a weighty verse, but it encourages us toward a life of total submission to God, a hushed heart, a quiet confidence, a complete faith in him. And this kind of surrender to God, it can help us resist the tendency to take control or to make it happen, do things my own way, maybe stand up for my rights. It's this kind of quiet trust in God for everything, to provide us with everything, to redeem us with for everything that needs to be redeemed. In in God, he allows us to bow to the wisdom of godly counsel, to wait, not to fret. And in God, in his time, he brings forth answers for our deepest needs. So I, I love Ruth. I love chapter three. We're going to look at that today because it's an example of Ruth. Is She has humble submission. She has patient trust. And it's a, a shining source of instruction and challenge to our modern ways where we are prone you know, we're prone to like aggressive behavior. <laughs> we want to be individuals rather than a quiet surrender of true strength in God. Don't we? All of us do. You know, I remember some specific times in my life where I surrendered to God. And one was in sixth grade. I was in sixth grade and I don't remember the circumstances surrounding it. But I remember I had a, my bedroom was pink. <laughs> I remember that. And I remember laying on the floor of my bedroom and saying, God, I'm, I'm selfish. And I, I know that I can't serve you until I give up my selfish ways and I surrender my life to you. And, you know, God began to move even in a child's heart. He moves. And then I remember another specific time of complete surrender. And it was when we lived in Cincinnati and my husband was the youth pastor at a nice, nice church in Cincinnati, wonderful church. And then he became the small groups pastor. And then he became the uh, interim pastor, the acting pastor while we, while the church was looking for a new pastor. And we also began looking to, to be, he wanted to be a senior pastor. He'd been a youth pastor and, and other roles for, five or six years and it was time it was time but we didn't know where we would go or what we would do or how we would serve the Lord and we began fasting we began praying and we fasted and prayed different types of fasts for a 12-month period we for one summer we gave up all sweets including ice cream so we did we did Daniel fast we did complete fast we we fasted lunches and breakfast and all sorts of things that year saying God where do you want us? What do you want us to do? And I remember one day our house, we had an old house from 1917 and it had a cellar basement, kind of musty. It just, you know, but we had the washer dryer down there and we had some like a kid's uh, carpet down there and a few toys so the boys could play while I did the laundry. And they were taking their naps one afternoon and I went down to the cellar basement and I laid flat on my face on that fluffy carpet in that cold, musty basement. And I just said, God, I surrender. I remember I was listening. I listened to a a Ron Canoli song about faith. And I said, God is going to take all the faith I have to follow you, to go to the next level, to go to a place where my husband's a senior pastor and to be a pastor's wife uh, in that kind of a role, I can't do this on my own. I can't do this without your help. I, I don't even know how to do it. And so I surrender to you. And, you know, David, King David laid prostate before the Lord, right? 
laid on his face. And there's times in our lives where our physical body is an act of surrender. It's an act of worship. It's a humbling ourselves and saying, God, I am face down on this fluffy carpet saying only you, only you. And, you know, after that moment, I, I got up. I didn't feel anything different. I'm doing laundry and making dinner and babies are crying and, you know, nothing seemed to change. But in my heart, I was saying, God, I, I, I give it all to you. And it wasn't long after that, maybe even just a few weeks when we got the call to Columbus, Ohio. And we knew that we knew that's where God had wanted us to go. We were in complete unity. We came in great joy. And, and the challenge was ahead of us. I mean, we, we still were learning and growing, but had peace in our hearts because of that surrender. So I th- anyway, I think about Ruth and Naomi. And let's look at Ruth chapter 3 and just to see how she began. She surrendered to God, and she also surrendered really to her mother-in-law, who was a godly woman. So it says, one day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, my daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. Now, Boaz, with whose women you have worked, is a relative of ours. And tonight he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. So it's not clear whether a few days or several weeks had elapsed between the day that Ruth met Boaz and the events that we we read yesterday in chapter Three, but it's obvious that during that interim time, Naomi's hope and faith have been renewed by acts of God's covenant kindness and Ruth's unfailing devotion. And so Naomi is heard again and emotionally moved once more on Ruth's behalf as during the first moments of the journey to Beth back to Bethlehem. So you have Naomi, the compassionate mother-in-law, and she can she repeats the concern for her daughter's well-being. So I think we know in that moment that Ruth uh, obeying and following Naomi's advice comes out of a great love that goes both ways. So Naomi's desire is that Ruth would exchange the uncertain life of an impoverished widow and laborer for the security of a married wife. And since Jewish marriages were arranged by parents, Naomi's act is in keeping with tradition in a parental role. And she's saying, I I want you to be married. And so having observed Boaz's generous and protective care of Ruth, Naomi says, now Boaz, is he not our nearest relative? And Naomi suggests a marriage between Boaz and Ruth that would extend Boaz's role to kinsman redeemer. And it's similar to a, a biblical wedding. And, you know, the timing and the opportunity for such a petition. And she, she says, he is winnowing wheat tonight on the threshing floor. So now let's look. She goes on and gives her more instructions. And Ruth has to make a decision. Am I going to follow the advice? Am I going to obey and listen to my mother-in-law? So Ruth chapter 3, 3 to 5 says, Naomi says, wash and perfume yourself. Put on your best clothes. I love this. You know, I I don't, you just, I love perfume. I love fun clothes. I I remember my dad, he used to say, you are killing the ozone layer with that Aquanet hairspray, Jennifer. So funny. We'd be getting ready and he'd be like, oh, you girls, you, you, me and my sister, you're killing the ozone layer. Oh, anyway, but Naomi, she, you know, she wants her to, to get washed, put perfume on, put your best clothes on and then go down to the threshing floor. 
but don't let him know that you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying, then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. And Ruth answered, I will do whatever you say. I will do whatever you say. Think about that. You know, that is the attitude that we need to have to the Lord. That attitude of submission, that attitude of surrender, that attitude of face down on the fluffy carpet and saying, God, here I am. I will do whatever you say. Naomi gave her details, specifics. Wait till he's done eating and drinking. Put on your perfume. You know, very detailed instructions. And I believe with all my heart that if you will surrender your life, if you will lay flat on that floor and say, God, here I am, I will do what you want me to do, that he will give you the path. He'll give you the plan. He'll give you even the detailed instructions as we submit to him. Oh, Ruth, Ruth and Naomi, so many good character qualities. We are learning. We are growing. I love this section of the show because this is where we we get to be with God. We get to be together, you and I. It's so much fun. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, you are listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson. Stay with us. We've got a guest coming up. And in the meantime, go to Jennifer-Jackson.org. That's right, Jennifer-Jackson.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.